This episode has been mixed and edited by the team at Next Day Podcast. For professional podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds, visit nextdaypodcast.com. And if you're new to podcasting, check out our amazing podcast launch packages. nextdaypodcast.com. Record, upload, relax. Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast. Let's talk real estate. Welcome to the Your First Rental Podcast, where an average Joe and a pro teach you how to get into the world of real estate and get your first rental. I'm your host, JP, here with... Nate Parks. I'm uh, with Austin Home Team Keller Williams. My phone number is 913-300-0809. Reach out to me with any of your real estate questions. Or if you just want to be an investor in Kansas City. Yes, absolutely. All right. Okay, got a great show, Nate. We're going to talk... Well, I'm not sure this is a great show. <laughs> We're going to do all the first-time landlords out there, all the real estate investors that want to get into the game. We're going to talk about all the bad stuff that we've gone through in the past year and how we're dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, it's amazing that it's been a year you know, that we kind of started this. Yeah, and here at the YFR podcast, we pride ourselves in telling you all of the bad stuff because bad things that go on when you are a real estate investor, but we still have a huge smile on our face, don't we? Absolutely, absolutely. We are getting to asset that appreciates. We are telling the government that it's depreciating. We're taking all kinds of expenses on it, and we have a tenant paying the payment for us. So still a huge smile on our face. It, it, it was one year ago that uh, we as a team closed on our first property. And just to go through that deal, that was what, a little apartment. It was actually a burr. Yeah. It was a burr yeah. hold. Burr is buy, renovate, rent, refinance, repeat. Yes. So yes. we just uh, we just held on to that property and it rents for just mind boggling numbers as a short term rental for traveling nurses. Yeah, and think of the investment, the initial investment where we're we at what, seventy three, seventy four thousand? Yeah, that's where it kind of the light bulb went off. Seventy three thousand. Then we did a six thousand dollar renovation, and then immediately the value was a hundred thousand because those things go for a hundred thousand now. But we just decided to keep it, or I just decided to keep it, and I've been renting it out to traveling nurses. Have had zero problems. Knock on wood. <laughs> I got a great tenant in there right now. Okay, so we are going to give you all of the bad stuff that's gone on recently. We don't hide anything here. This is all the truth and how actually we're dealing with the problem. So number one, drum roll. We do have a bad tenant. We do. <laughs> a nice person. But she she has not paid three months worth of rent. And as you can imagine, she has all kinds of excuses. So what do we do, Nate? One first and foremost, I've I've been interacting with her, trying to get. You know, there's different ways to keep them engaged, and I've been asking, you know, for any little bits and pieces that she has as far as money towards rent. Really trying to come in as we're trying to help her, not necessarily as you know you're a horrible tenant and we hate you. So the first and foremost, we've been kind of talking through. Her, with you her. have yes, I have never <laughs> met this tenant. I do so. use we quite a bit, but it's it's me. 
Well, and I've there's just talking. no way I could, you know, spend time talking with. <laughs> Absolutely, and this Absolutely. is I think a fear of people trying to get into the game, and this is another reason uh, why having a property manager is good. So yeah, you've been yeah. talking with her. Yeah. So I've been talking with her through the process, finding different ways to to purchase or to try to find different ways to find money for her. Then we came and stumbled upon. Well, a first, pro. you and I brought out the E word. Oh yes, yes. So, uh, so we you and did. I did. did. you ever discuss that with the e word with her? Absolutely. We just, oh, really? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You, you told her, you know. Yeah, I said, you know, we're in the midst of trying to find different ways that she can find money. As JP was saying, is that you know they come up with more and more excuses, and you know they don't necessarily understand the uh, severity of what happened. So yeah, I would definitely have to say the big E word of saying, hey, you know, the next steps are going to be eviction. And usually they find different ways to find money when you bring up that word are a lot more apt to work with you. Yeah. So then in our, you know, weekly discussions, we we brought out, well, how does this process all go? And, and we said, you know what, if we have to do it, it'll be great content for the podcast, but we haven't had to do it. So what did we do, Nate? So the next step was, is that we reached out and, you know, getting on the internet and finding a government program that'll actually help with, uh, you know, these types of scenarios. Yeah, this is a, it's a, it's a bad time for a lot of people right now. We've had a pandemic. We get it. The government has billions of dollars for, rental and housing assistance. So she uh, put in an application. We actually had to get her the link, tell her to go here. And she was initially at first, you know, hesitant to do it because, you know, it's it's like, well, I don't want to sign up for a government program. But hey, mm-hmm. I mean, these are tough times for people. There is all this money out there. So she did her portion online and then sent me a link. And then I did my portion. And it was actually very simple. And so we have um, an application in for back rent and utilities. So I think I did the application six days ago, so Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. how, but the application itself was pretty simple for being a government uh, program. So we'll let you know how that goes. But if if that doesn't work out and if this behavior continues, we will have to bring out the E word. And if we do that, we're going to have like a five-part series, how to do an (laughs) eviction. But yeah, it's not uh, the most ideal situation, but Still have a smile on our face. Yes, yes. And, and and one of the reasons why we can have a smile on our face is that we know the government's going to help, and, and that's why you need to make sure that you have reserves. Then also, at the end of the day, you know, we're always looking at, you know, what's the exit plan here? And knowing what we got that property for, knowing what the market's doing right now, if we had to liquidate that asset, we're still going to be in, in the good. Yeah, you have to have reserves. So if you have a if you have a bad tenant, that you can make your monthly payment. All right, number two, vacancy. We have yes. had one vacancy. I have made one uh, mortgage payment without a renter. So, what did we do on that one, Nate? We lowered the rent. Yeah. So I mean, we start out at a certain dollar amount. We try to stick around the one percent rule as much as we can where the market was at that time and and that market in particular, we were just not getting the hits on that home as much as we would like. So, you know, again, with the patience of JP, you know, we we lowered the rent once, lowered it twice, and, you know, we found that number that that's going to work for us. Yeah. So we initially had it for 1200 a month, didn't get any bites, 
we got some bites, but not any actual tenants. So then we uh, lowered it to 11.50, I think. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any signers. Although you had a lot of people interested in looking at the place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we lowered it to 1100 and uh, we did get a signed lease. And there's something crazy about this tenant. Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're renting around, and that's one of the, the, the reasons why we, we purchased this property. It's around a university, uh, KU to be exact. And it's going to be a, a student, and I think it's a scenario where grandma is making sure that that little Sally is going to not have to worry about housing or anything like that at all. So I'm going to grab a nice big check today for the whole year of rent. <laughs> so Okay. So it's a student moving in. Yes. A girl or a guy? Girl. Girl. Uh, just one? Just one. Really? Mm-hmm. Nice little two-bedroom yep. all to herself. Yeah. Wow. In a college town. Great location. And Granny is going to pay the whole year's rent. Yeah, it's with a nice little, check. nice little two bedroom. One of the things that Granny told me is that you know it has another room where when she wants to come and visit and family wants to come and visit, there's another room available. So it pays, you know, in the long run to to make sure that you're being a little bit more resilient on screening your your clients and making sure that they're in there. You know, I, I'm sure that we could have you know, did some different things at, at different price points. But, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it's nice getting that nice fat check right up front. Yeah, that was a pleasant little surprise. I don't know why she did that. And then is, what year of school is she in? Do you know? Uh, second year. Oh, yeah. so we did put in the lease automatic 3% yep. increases. Uh-huh. So yeah, hopefully she just stays until senior year. Yeah. Hopefully she stays and goes to grad school (laughs) and gets uh, a degree on something. Yeah. uh, Two degrees. Uh, So that's great. And then hopefully she'll pay every year with a big fat check too. That would be nice. So it's funny how the tables turn so fast. And then on this property, we did have a, uh, there was a windstorm or something and the roof yeah, yeah, kind of parts of it blew off. What we found out from the insurance agent is that there that there was some some wind burst that happened in in town there, and I think that there might have been a shingle that was already loose on there. Going back and looking at future or, or past pictures, so make sure that you're staying up on the maintenance also on different things because you know one little shingle could have led to you know a, a lot of this. But yeah, I, I think it's going to work out in the end. Yeah, so I just called the insurance company. They said get an estimate, and uh, my deductible is fifteen hundred bucks, and so we'll have to probably get a new roof or a roof repair. And you know that's why you have insurance. But yeah, it's going to cost you the deductible on your insurance, and then probably the premium will go up. So just things to watch out for. All right, number three. We've told you the air conditioner story. Well, uh, that tenant was a short-term rental. A nurse was, stayed there for three months and then moved out. And so it's, it was vacant for a short time. And in that vacancy, the same people probably stole the air conditioner <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. So we went through big measures to, you know, we put a cage on it and everything else. And literally, you know, I, I w- I've been showing the home. It's only been vacant for maybe four or five days. But was showing the home, came in on a Friday, looked at it, 
everything was fine, you know, kind of took a tenant through there, went back on a Monday to show it again and went through and all of a sudden the, the cage is laying wide open and there's, there's no AC. It's gone. So now I have two pictures of an empty concrete slab where an air conditioner unit used to be. Do we still have a smile on our face? <laughs> Put a smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did say some uh, four-letter words, but, you know, the insurance replaced the other unit, and then I, I've met my deductible, so they'll just have to replace this unit, and then probably my premium will go up. So our solution for this is... Well, we discussed a lot of a couple things. different things, yeah. Uh, but our, our like putting an air tag on the unit so that we can we can uh, find these guys when they steal it the next time, or uh, we could do cameras, we could do security systems. But I think we've come to the conclusion that for this property, we would just like to do a long term, yeah, yeah, normal. I'm, at the end of the day, it's it's. And this can happen in anywhere, any town. Yeah, it's not a bad yeah, location. Yeah. No, it's not at all. I think it is exactly what JP is saying, though, is that there's somebody that's that casing, lives nearby yeah, live, or drives by. Yeah, is is casing the property, and, and there's there's people out there that do that, where they kind of drive around, and when they they see that there's no cars at a certain area, or, or they see a moving truck. Yep. And the other thing too is that there's, I mean, it's even gotten as bad as that when they see that. You know, something's been, you know, out on the internet for rent and oh, you know, yeah. they can, they can yeah. watch that as well. They're bad. Yeah. So that's, it's a scenario where we, we definitely need to get a long-term tenant in because the tenant that we talked to, they've never had any issues there oh, at yeah. all. No. And it, like I said, it's very, it's a very safe, nice neighborhood, but yeah, m maybe they go around and look at places that are for rent and then they can tell when it's, you know, these, these people, they just, they can, <laughs> they'll find a way to steal stuff yep. so our, our solution is nothing happens when a, a tenant is there so let's just do a long term on this one and we've got lots of people looking at it just to live there full time and and do it although the prices probably won't be as as good as a traveling nurse i think just not having to do air conditioners every three months <laughs> probably save us money right there probably all right number four I had my kids, so we had a had a on another property. A, a traveling nurse moved out, and before the next traveling nurse moved in, I wanted to take my two kids, and instead of hiring a hiring crew, which we usually pay two hundred bucks, uh, they come and do a great job. I said, you know what, kids, we are going to go, and uh, you're you're going to help clean this unit. Here I thought, you know, we're going to teach them about entrepreneurialism, <laughs> about hard work. You know, I, I don't want these kids to be little privileged, spoiled kids. So I dragged them to the unit. And, of course, they don't clean. They don't do cleaning at home. They're 11 and uh, 7. <laughs> and uh, so I thought, you know, this is great. What a, what a great dad I am. Yeah. What, what, yeah. I mean, we're going to teach them stuff. Well, it was probably the worst two hours of my life, <laughs> maybe not that bad, but it did not have the intended effect. I spent most of my time trying to get them not to break stuff, play on furniture, play on furniture, <laughs> kill each other. I mean, they're and they're also like got chemicals. Yeah, I just didn't think about that. 
And I said, hey, clean that toilet. I really wanted them to clean a toilet because, you know. And then they got bleach, and then they're spilling it, and then they're doing this. So, And then I had to go back and fix all the stuff that they did. So the thought was good. Uh, they will not be cleaning any more places until probably they're a little bit older. Sure, sure. A seven-year-old was probably too young. And, you know, when they're cleaning, I mean, they did try to clean. They were, they were good about it, but uh, a seven-year-old probably can't do what needs to be done to get a rental. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times, and I have kids too, and I've I've put them through that same process and it it has to be a, you know, a thought process behind that of, Hey, at the end of the day, what's the ultimate goal? But yeah, I was, when JP told me that, I was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) you're going down a road where you're going to double the work and everything else. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're we're making sure that these these properties are in good shape when we're handing them off and and trying to do good in the world as much as we can. Yeah. So I uh, I ended up having to go back the next day and doing the actual cleaning. So it took me twice as long, and I still had to pay the kids. I told them I'd pay them, so I, you know, I paid them because you know I don't I don't want them to not get paid for work they actually did. But yeah. So from now on, just have the professional guys come in do their cleaning. They do a great job, and. Uh, Pay them the two hundred bucks. All right. I mean, we're we're really running out of bad things to talk about if we're talking about uh, our kids not doing a great job cleaning. But hey, that's what we try to do at the YFR podcast. All right. Number five, uh, we did have a contractor issue, kind of. Yeah. I, one of the things that I try to do is that I have a, a long list of different contractors that I use that I trust in this particular scenario, one of the contractors that I trust, they didn't necessarily have the time to do it at a particular time and they referred another contractor to me. So that contractor, you know, did the work and what we were doing is that we were another, you know, burr where we're, you know, going in and trying to put some money into a house to make it a little bit better. So we're, you know, tearing out carpet and redoing the floors. Well, you know, I went through and uh, talked with them and they, they did some different updates that I wanted them to do and some things that were some shortcomings and everything was it was going well. I even referred them out to another job. And but one of the things is that they kept telling me is that they couldn't get a truck to get the old carpet out of there. But they had a friend that was going to be coming, going to be coming. So I, I referred them out to another job. They did that job. And then all of a sudden I started getting crickets on the other side after everybody was paid, you know, from the other job and the other job that they did, they did a great job on it, but I kept wanting them to come back and get the carpet out of there. And I never heard anything from them at all. So that was a scenario where I would always say is that, you know, make sure that everything is being taken care of before you pay them. You know, it was, I think this was right around, Christmas also that we're doing this. So I, I did start getting a sob story of, hey, I want to, you know, I need to get some toys for the kids, all those other types of things. Can we get paid up front? You know, thinking that it was from another contractor, it was fine. After talking to the contractor that I trust, he wasn't surprised that that happened. So that was a little frustrating to me as well, is that he, you know, he basically told me that contractor does good work, but can be a little skittish. And I was like, oh, I wish you would have told me that up front. So, I mean, he did great work. It's just we have carpet, old carpet sitting in the garage. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still sitting there. It is still sitting there. Okay. So we got to get it out before the tenant moves in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess in that situation, we would have just made sure 
that everything was removed before, before we, we write the final check. Yes. So, yeah, I think, you know, we're really scraping the, the bottom of the barrel here to try <laughs> to find bad things. But, yeah, I guess if you do any renovation work, make sure that everything is done the way you want it done before you write that final check because then it's going to be sob stories after sob stories of why they can't do it. So now now we've just given up, right? We're not even going to try to get them to come out and do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I've called them multiple times, you know, knowing how much it's ideally going to cost you know, I could literally go rent a little small U-Haul and yeah. go take it to the dump, and it's not going to cost that much. It's just, yeah. it's enough material that you want to don't want to. It's it's enough material and it's dirty material that you wouldn't want to throw it in your car. But it's it's oh. not an overwhelming. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to get that taken care of. Yeah, and then we just take it to a dump. Yep, yep, okay. it, yeah. The dump is going to be the easiest way of doing that. I, I do have some contractors that are around that if I needed to, I could. Throw it in one of their uh, their dumpsters as well. All right. Well, that's that is all the bad stuff that has been going on in the world of the YFR podcast. Even despite all this stuff, we still have a smile on our face. We still talk about how good we feel about what we're doing. Someone said this about Missouri, uh, mainly Kansas City and St. Louis that St. Louis is the westernmost eastern city and Kansas City is the easternmost western city. And so we feel good about where Kansas City is, property values, appreciation. You know, who knows, maybe in 15 years, Kansas City is the new Denver. You know, it's, there's more and more growth in the, in the rental market. I work on the real estate side as well. And, you know, the, the amount of properties within 150,000 to 350,000 that are going just for investment properties is, is unreal. There's, there's different types of hedge funds and all those other types of things that are trying to monopolize the market. I think Kansas City, as far as how it's growing, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. There's just not enough housing there. There's not enough people with the, the cost of living going up and the, and the property prices going up. There's more and more renters out there because they're finding that they can't afford to purchase a home. So it's it's a it's a great time yeah. in real estate. It's a great time in the rental market. So it's 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 I, yeah. I'm so what we're it. saying is, even with all the bad stuff, we still feel great about our strategy, about what we're doing, about the chances for appreciation and and uh, rents in the future. So we could have a podcast that went on for two hours about all the good things. I mean. We talked about these bad things. For every one bad tenant, we've got 16 good tenants that pay on time every month, and that just goes into your bank account. You pay your expenses, and you have cash flow. Uh, so we feel feel pretty good about it. So that ends today's episode. Uh, please get out there, review us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and get out there and get your first rental. We'll see you next time. All right. This episode was mixed and edited by the team at Next Day Podcast. For professional podcast editing services with 24-hour turnarounds, visit nextdaypodcast.com. And if you're new to podcasting, check out our amazing podcast launch packages. Record, upload, relax. nextdaypodcast.com.